And a classic Ukrainian welcoming song, Zelenea Zheto, and that translates as Green Grows the Rye, performed for you there by Oksana Bilozir, a popular singer from Ukraine, going back to about the 1970s and 80s. Dobry večer, šanovni radio suhači, ta vitaju vas vsih na radio peredaču Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja. Kozra podjetje vam, jak svičajno šo sobote o šosti hodeni. Na bahatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri. Pre mikrofoni pa vine djakuju što ve bole suhačama srednji večeri, ta rišale perebute zimnoju nastupnu hodenu, me imamo duže cikavi novene na srednjišnji programi. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paulette Demchik-McQuarrie, Pokorinska Pavlina, and I'm delighted to have you with me. We've got a great program lined up for you. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage will be taking a look at events that occurred in Galicia about a hundred years ago, and uh, with a bit of a stark warning, uh, in my opinion, uh, things that happened back then could easily happen again if we're not careful. So uh, do stay tuned for that as well. We've got a book review on Konezhka Corner. Myra Junik reviews a book called Communism and Hunger, which examines the link between those two phenomena. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, we've got another Ukrainian singer, Irena Knizhnik, and here she is now with a traditional Ukrainian song about a couple of trees, a high bush cranberry tree and a willow. Akalena Neverba. Молода, а 
Since 1963, the Shochenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage to benefit all Canadians. By the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shochenko Foundation has been funding fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. Our Legacy, Your Tomorrow is the Shuchenko Foundation's first major capital fundraising campaign, and listeners of this program are encouraged to support the Foundation's efforts to increase funding for artists, organizations, and initiatives in education, cultural heritage, and community development. You can make a lasting impact on the community by helping the Foundation's Our Legacy, Your Tomorrow campaign meet its fundraising goal of $20 million. For donation options, visit OurLegacyYourTomorrow.com. For more information about the programs supported by the Foundation, visit ShevchenkoFoundation.ca. Don't miss the 5th Annual Babas and Borscht Ukrainian Festival, August 26th and 27th in Lamont, Alberta. A new location, but all the same family fun, food, and festivities. Music jam, performances, kids' activities, Borscht cook-off, Baba's Bazaar, cultural demonstrations, workshops, and more. Festival admission is free. Zabava tickets are $50 and include a Ukrainian feast, Cheremosh dancers, Zemlya vocal trio, and dancing to Trimbita dance band. Details at babasandborscht.ca.
Winnipeg Polka Band Slew High doing something there that I just love to see. That song was called Nostro Nostro, Why Ask Me? And it was actually composed, uh, music and lyrics were composed by a fellow Ukrainian-Canadian, Mark Bednarchik from uh, Montreal, and he is part of the duo Privit along with Roman Kostik. And uh, this is from their first CD, Berech Nadi, Shores of Hope. And again, that song was Nashto Nashto to be Petate Why Ask Me, performed there for you by Sluhai from Winnipeg, Manitoba. And that kind of borrowing is not really unique to Sluhai. Other groups borrow, and here is Buria from Toronto borrowing um, an American folk song. And you'll recognize it. It's all about Samohonka. Nazivaju Choriuku Hombru, Ale malo je tikšone pjuš. Egaljon lešo tvore i horilke na cile i počanemo pače nas na zub. Ivan Vinci del Sobigalion, l'inmiria e piace fido den. Alle tu maiesto fin, e vi so che a toi chini, a gvin ve piace le galion za den. Nazi vai u toriu cu ombru, alle malo e te scione più. 
Egaljonleš otvore I horilke na cile I poćanemo vaše razna zuče Stał wielkie i bohać Podysaci win miliony prodował Ale złapały czas Zapłatył trzysta zaraz I jeszcze pięć sot Dzimy każdy pał Nazywają to ryłku Hombru Ale mało je tych, co nie piłuć Tygalion leżą dworę I horilkę na cile I pociągniemy pasz raz na zub And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now. Brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. Welcome Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Peter Baker. I saw that the windows of these ruined houses were stuffed with rags or boarded up. In these unheated kennels were human beings, whole families, starving, usually sick because all kinds of epidemics were raging. One hundred years ago, a bitter war was raging throughout Europe. One of the most devastated regions was the borderland of Galicia. Here the massive armies of Tsarist Russia clashed with those of the Austro-Hungarian Empire and Imperial Germany. The front surged back and forth. Refugees streamed in all directions. Towns were looted and burned to the ground. Villagers were taken hostage, exiled, lynched, and raped. Into this devastation, the influential Jewish-Russian writer S. Ansky was sent to organize relief for devastated Jewish communities. Ansky, born Shlomé Zanvil ben Aaron Rapoport in Belarus, lived from 1863 to 1920. He is best known for his classic drama, The Dibuk. One of Ansky's greatest contributions was the archive of Jewish folklore he collected during ethnographic expeditions in the Pale of Settlement before the First World War. These songs, stories, and superstitions recorded a culture already on the brink, a culture hit by the forces of emigration, persecution, and modernity, and now war. Ansky moved through treacherous terrain in wartime Galicia during his relief work. His harrowing experiences were detailed in the Yiddish language book The Destruction of Galicia, published after his death. The book is available in English under the title The Enemy at His Pleasure. Ansky was a citizen of a Russian empire that was often capriciously brutal to Jews and other minorities. The Russian army brought along this brutality when marching into Austrian-ruled Galicia. 
There it faced a complex ethnic and political situation. Galician Jews under Austria had enjoyed civil equality. Two very different worlds collided. Anski saw that Galician Jews had a cult-like dedication to the old Austrian Kaiser Franz Josef. But everyone had to navigate among other groups. The politically dominant German speakers, the Poles, or the Ruthenians, as the Ukrainians were called then, had their own conflicting agendas. Anski observed, At the start of the war, Austria's Poles were in an ambiguous position, while the Ruthenians stood apart from everyone. The Galician Jews, however, stuck to their pro-Austrian orientation, flaunting it in the most delicate of circumstances, with no concern for horrible consequences. The consequences were indeed bleak, and Anski's sharply observant reports detailed how the people of Galicia had lost the supreme sanctity of human dignity. He writes, Packed military trains dashed by every few minutes. Now a medical train flew by. In every window you could see bandaged heads, hands, and other parts of the body. Next, a freight train stuffed with prisoners. Long, long trains, one after another, kept lumbering by, carrying Ruthenian refugees, mostly women and children. The passengers were crammed together like chickens in a cage. Some cars were packed with schoolboys, others with intellectuals. No baggage, no belongings were to be seen. After bearing witness to the devastation, Anski was affected by a form of post-traumatic stress disorder. He described one visit to Russian-occupied Chernyotsi, the capital of Bukovina, which he called an oasis in the wasteland. He writes, Riding through the wide, bustling streets, I saw large boutiques filled with all sorts of elegant articles, the rich edifices, the hotels with their good, clean rooms, the posters announcing soirees, concerts, spectacles, and other entertainments. I felt spirited away to a different world, and yet I experienced a strange and horrible sensation. I caught myself longing for the burned, mutilated homes and stores. My eyes looked for them, and the houses with windows, the open boutiques, the calm streets, all this everyday life struck me as abnormal. Later on, I learned that veterans of battle, who have seen corpses, main bodies, and rivers of blood, yearn for these things. Ordinary life seems pale to them without the cannon, without the shrieks. Galicia's torment ended when the demoralized Russian army retreated in a wave of violence before it collapsed, as Ansky writes, in the storm of revolution. New torments were ahead. In describing the aftermath of the First World War, Ansky reached back to ancient legends. He writes, When Moses returned with the tablets of the Decalogue, he was so horrified at the sight of the Jews worshipping the golden calf that he broke the Ten Commandments to bits. When the Romans, destroying the temple, set the scrolls of the law on fire, the letters of the Holy Script supposedly flew to the heavens from the burned parchment. These two symbols, shattered tablets and flying letters, summed up the life of the Galician Jews. The Enemy at His Pleasure by S. Onsky, edited and translated by Joachim Neugroschel, was published by Henry Holden Company 
and is available from online booksellers. This has been Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. From San Francisco, I'm Peter Baker. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com.
And Oksana Bilozir again, and she's teamed up there with a fabulous male a cappella group called Man Sound from Ukraine. And that was a traditional Ukrainian folk song based on the words of Shevchenko. It is called A Jackdaw Flies Over the Ravine. Vislukhete radio peredachu nash holos radio krinsko hokorinya na bahatomovni radio stansi AM 1320 CHMB umisti Vancouveri. Primikrofoni Pavlina. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paulette Demchek Makori, Pokrinske Pavlina. Up next, a song released not too long ago and performed by unnamed soldiers fighting on the Ukrainian front, and it is an expression of what makes up their daily lives now, essentially articles of clothing and survival. Skoro studio Kufaika. Скоро стрелку файка и стрезубом шапка Ватролисова Даруй Боже мой Украине Вильни и права Даруй Боже мой Украине Вильни и права Скоро стрелку файка и стрезубом шапка И нична зоря Побратима мот зачепила Куля вражая Побратима мот зачепила Куля вражая Він лежит на листі Пізньою весною І нична зоря Рядом с Яльной Его поховают Рядом с Яльной Ватратория Oh, 
Головна мета Ukraine War Amps це допомога пораненим воїнам та патріотам, які захищають свободу своєї країни у сьогоднішній війні за Україну. Ukraine War Amps представляє програму Всинови солдата. З вашою підтримкою наша організація зможе передавати принаймні 50 доларів США щомісяця для цільової підтримки якомога більшого числа українських героїв. 100% зібраних коштів буде передано напряму героям, пораненим у війні за Україну. Програма «Всинови солдата» будує унікальний зв'язок між вами і солдатом, якого ви підтримуєте. Все починається з вас. Візьміть під опіку солдата. Підтримайте героя України. Welcome to Knishka Corner. Book reviews by Myra Junik. Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing communism and hunger the Ukrainian, Chinese, Kazakh, and Soviet famines in comparative perspective, edited by Andrea Graziosi and Frank Sissin. Communism and Hunger is a collection of scholarly articles examining the similarities and differences of the pan-Soviet famine of 1931-33, the Ukrainian Holodomor, the Kazakh Great Hunger, and the famine in China in 1958-62. The articles were written by scholars who presented their papers at a 2014 conference organized by the Holdemod Research and Education Consortium. Whatever the economic motivations, the famines were also political events requiring political analysis of their causes and courses. The first three articles in this collection examine the specific causes, events, and results of the famines. Nicholas Wirth examines the man-made famines in the USSR from 1928 to 33, which killed between 6.5 to 7 million people, 4.2 million in Ukraine and the Kuban, 1.5 million in Kazakhstan, and more than a million throughout the rest of the Soviet Union. Stalin considered peasant resistance to his economic policies as a war on the Soviet Union. Worth describes the forced collectivization in Ukraine in brutal terms. The total confiscation of land and livestock from village communities, the harsh restriction of ownership of domestic animals, and the peasants' loss of control over the distribution of the harvests resulted in wholesale starvation. At the height of the Holodomor, between January and July 1933, between 15,000 and 20,000 people died every day in silence and total abandonment. Sarah Cameron's article on the Kazakh famine of 1930-33 examines Stalin's efforts to collectivize the nomadic population which resulted in wholesale starvation. As archival information has become more available, the research on this horrific event has increased. 
The third article by Zhu Jun examines the Great Famine of 1958 to 62 in China, which claimed millions of lives as a result of Mao Zedong's effort to make China an industrial communist utopia. The subsequent three articles are comparative studies of the use of hunger as a weapon in communist regimes in the 20th century. The similarities are striking. Political reasons for man-made famines, official denials to the world about the famines while they were occurring, and striking consequences for those impacted by the famines. All the scholars are united in calling for more research on these important historical events. The articles in this book relied on recent increased access to archives and the efforts of the international scholarly community to release information about the use of hunger as a political and economic tool by communist governments in the 20th century. These governments believed that by creating politically motivated famines, they could manipulate populations under their control. The statistics of the various famines have been hotly contested for their accuracy, mostly because of political propaganda. The most shocking aspect of this collection of articles is that the world community allowed these famines to occur without intervention. Whole populations starved to death while the world community ignored their plight. The individual articles in this scholarly book about how hunger was used as an economic and political tool by communist governments are very enlightening. There are extensive and detailed footnotes, which will definitely be useful to scholars pursuing further research on these topics. While the Ukrainian Holodomor was not the only focus of this text, readers will learn a great deal about the horrific events in their historical context. Communism and hunger is definitely meant for scholars of world history. However, all readers interested in the history of the Ukrainian Holodomor will definitely enjoy this book. The book was edited by Andrea Graziosi, President of the Italian National Agency for the Evaluation of Universities and Research, and a Professor of History at the Università di Napoli, Federico II, and Frank E. Sisin, Director of the Peter Yatsik Center for Ukrainian Historical Research, Canadian Institute of Ukrainian Studies, and a Professor at the Department of History and Classics at the University of Alberta. Communism and Hunger is available at the Canadian Institute of Ukrainian Studies Press. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
and from their CD Postage Kach Marie, along Paths of a Dream, that was Montreal's Cheremshena with a song for Ukraine. Coming up next is a song that was recorded by soldiers fighting on Ukraine's front in today's world. Here they are now with a song that describes some items in their daily life, clothing, ammunition, that kind of thing. Skoda Studio, Kufaika. Вечеріє повстанське серце б'є, але та на бої поспішно подає, а клента зелентою на бої подавай, країський повстанче в бою не відступай, а клента зелентою на бої подавай, країський повстанче в бою не відступай. А ворог атакує і прийця, що сил, юнак кулеметник їх правно косив. А клента зелентою на бої подавай, країнські повстанче в бою не вступай. А клента зелентою на бої подавай, країнські повстанче в бою не вступай. Як сонце сходило, втомлений юнак, Упав він ранений, упав він на взнак. А клента зелентою на бої подавай, Країнський повстань, ще в бою не вступай. А клента зелентою на бої подавай, Країнський повстань, ще в бою не вступай. До нього санітарка поспішно йде, в обличчя вдивляєсь, його пізнає. А хлента зелентою на бої подала, Українські повстанчі в бою не відступай. А хлента зелентою на бої подавай, Українські повстанчі в бою не відступай. Пече в грудях на нас, біля кулемета дівчина молода. А клента зелентою на бої подавай, країнські повстанче в бою не вступай. А клента зелентою на бої подавай, країнські повстанче в бою не вступай. А ворог катакує в останній. Повстань, ще в бою не відступай, а хлента 
Тобою на бой подавай, Кранський повстанче бою не відступай. Here's what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. On Friday, August 25th, enjoy a pierogi supper at St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Center, 13512 108th Avenue in Surrey. Doors are open from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. For more information, call 604-531-1923 or 604-581-0313 or visit their website www.uocstmarysurrey.com. The Ukrainian-Canadian Congress Vancouver branch invites you to celebrate Ukrainian Independence Day in Vancouver on Saturday, August 26, 2017, at their traditional Independence Day picnic, which will take place at the Third Beach in Stanley Park from 3 till 6 p.m. Join our friendly and supportive community for a barbecue, potluck, Ukrainian music, sing-along, and great camaraderie at the Ukrainian Independence Day picnic Saturday, August 26th at Stanley Park's Third Beach from 3 to 6 p.m. Slavo Krini. Nasholos now airs in international syndication on the PCJ Radio Network, broadcasting weekly on AM, FM, and shortwave radio to over 20 countries. Information and podcast links on PCJ Radio at www.pcjmedia.com. On Wednesdays, catch Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasting live from Nanaimo to north and central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and in the greater Vancouver listening area. Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY Radio Malaspina, 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. And at 6 p.m. on Saturday evenings, flip your radio dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me for another hour of fun on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nasholos and me on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds and more, visit our website at www.nasholos.com. Come, 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 come,
from a compilation CD of some of Alberta's greatest Ukrainian polka hits. That was Joe Hritzik and the Starlights with Oikume Kume, a song all about godparents. Mm, whooping it up, to be precise. And before them was Mickey and Bunny with a traditional Ukrainian folk song about a gal named Julida. Nežal, my vše skončilo naše programu, vše čas si domů vyskazáte do pobáčeně, ale pěry tém, já chci zálešet do vás těkými slovami mudrosti. Lípše zpětáte, čím potím blukáte. And our proverb of the week translates as better to ask now than to go astray later. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of Nash Hollis. To wrap things up, we've got the Canadian Rhythm Masters from Winnipeg, Manitoba and the Happy Times Polka. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich!
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.